0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nick Flanagan Weekly. We are listening to something I googled on YouTube, whatever. Royalty-free elf music. That was the phrase I put into the YouTube search. This is what we came up with. Uh, Welcome to the show. This is a four times a week podcast. For me, Nick Flanagan, I don't know, I'm a guy... Uh, comedian, writer, friend of the animals, but not as much of a friend of the animals as many other people. I'm only considering going vegetarian. We'll see if that uh, pans out. Uh, acute sufferer of adult uh, headness and hypertension disorder, ADHD, whatever it stands for. Acute sufferer. And yet I don't suffer. I don't know why. You would think that because I'm a sufferer of something that I feel like I'm suffering, but it's been days since I felt like I was suffering. And with ADHD, as you know, if suffering was days ago, it's like it never happened. It just exists in your subconscious and eats away at you forever and ever and ever and ever. Guess what? This episode is not going to be me talking solo. This is just the intro, babes. <laughs> What I wanted to let you know is that if you want to support the podcast, I've got a little thing on Podbean, look up Nick Flanagan Weekly on Podbean, you'll see this, the means of supporting the podcast, or you could download my album at nickflanagan.bandcamp.com, it's a stand-up comedy album called Wiped Privilege, that, there's another album called I'm Here All Week, it's all fun stuff, and... Today's episode is AL Sr. Uh, I know he was just on last week talking about cinematic stuff. This is a bit of a bonus episode. It's viewer mail from... uh, uh, listener mail from uh, Luke, who's a friend of mine and a long-time listener. (laughs) For the three months that this has been around, a long time. Uh, And I mentioned Lucid Dreaming in another listener mail episode last week, or the week before. And Luke... Uh, wrote with a lucid dream he'd remembered, So I read this to A.L. and I thought I'd include it as a separate episode entirely because we go, of course, all over the place. And uh, yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, tell a friend. Subscribe, rate, review, my friends. SRR, the greatest acronym in the world, the podcaster's dream acronym. If someone emails you said I subscribed, I rated, and I reviewed, well, you can sleep that night if you're a podcaster. Otherwise, no sleep. Okay, so enjoy this the newest episode with AL. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. I got an email that I've been meaning to read for a while of uh from my friend Luke. Uh Luke Jixby Phillips out there in Portland. Jixby. Works at a video store. Works at a video store. Last I checked, awesome video store in Portland. I don't remember the name, but it was a cra- uh, crazy place. So we were talking about lucid dreaming earlier and, uh, on an earlier episode, and uh, so he wrote me this, and then we can discuss Entry. what we think about it. I actually love Dream Talk, but understand that most people don't, so I'll cut to the chase with mine. I had a lucid dream once that was memorable for how meta it became. You know how when you have a nightmare, something in it will happen that is so terrifying that you have no choice but to wake up? That's what this was. But at the telegraphed wake-scare moment, I didn't wake up. In fact, there was also a second wake-scare moment that I also dishonored by staying asleep. By not waking up at these moments, the dream had no choice but to bail on its scares by cutting to its TV screen. Revealing that everything scary happening was just a TV show that I was watching. After this reveal, I started gloating, out loud, that I knew it was just a nightmare this whole time and they were just trying to get me to wake up prematurely. When I left my house, everyone was mad at me for ignoring the unspoken rule of waking up at the scariest part of a nightmare. In fact, they were extra sore that they had to use a backup scare, which rarely ever happens. Then I started bragging about being in a lucid state and used this freedom to knock hats off of people's heads and generally harass people like a schoolyard bully would. It's not particularly comforting to know that if I were ever to be in a situation where I could get away with being a monster that I would use that time to be so obnoxiously childish, but at least I didn't touch any bathroom areas. (laughs) Thanks, that's a great letter. You ever lucid dream? What do you think of that dream he had? When
1: was the last time, you know, you were really shaken to your core by something that you, that you dreamed?
0: Um. It's happened. I dreamed the other day and I dreamed like really sad dreams where like Mm. people were just giving me the jobs that I wanted. (laughs) That was sad. (laughs) Like specific, no, happy dreams, but that I'm sad because like they might not happen. (laughs) Is that Giacometti book for sale? Uh, no. I don't think so. Uh, no um, pick.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's a whole...
0: Yeah, I don't... Like, I, I think when I was talking about it, I've never... I think a couple of times I've felt in control of my dreams, but mostly I just let it happen. And the most heartbreaking dreams for me are the ones where... Like the one I just described, where, like, it just feels like your life and then the things you want to be happening are happening, and then you wake up and you're like, oh. Or, alternatively... You have a dream where something really bad happens But it feels like real life And you wake up and you're like Well, I guess I'm not friends with them anymore And then you're like Oh, I'm awake But you know what I've heard is that I think I mentioned this before That the brain is Dreams are so important And getting enough sleep that you are in dream state um, Because we go through so much trauma Minor and major in a day And in a week and in a lifetime That dreaming is actually the processing of trauma and that um, if you're not getting enough sleep or maybe you're taking if you're not able to dream a sedative or if you're not able to dream but i think even there you are dreaming and it's just lost to you you know if you're in an rem state Mm. um, or rem state or whatever Uh, but if you don't really have the capacity or the time to dream or if you're not dreaming as you said for whatever reason Uh, The trauma actually bottlenecks, and it's kind of, it winds up causing... And it winds up in your foot. Yes. (laughs) It winds up being literally a bottle in your neck, and you can't swallow. (laughs) You die.
1: (laughs) Do you uh, keep a dream journal?
0: No. Did you ever? Not really, but I I try to journal after meditation in the morning. I don't know if you do that with prayer, but... uh, like do you ever get Do you enter prayer states ever That take you to ecstatic places Or am I asking too personal wow, questions Wow that's
1: a whole We can We can We should We should go into that another time Have you
0: ever that's got okay. Meshuggah with hallucinations You
1: mean Michigan?
0: Michigan
1: With hallucinations yeah. What do you think I, of I the I fact i have
0: fifth There's a band called Meshuggah That probably doesn't care about Yiddish You ever think about that Maybe yeah. they do Maybe that's why they're called ever hear that Wailing
1: Wall record <laughs> we no. can we can do a whole other episode on uh, Middle Eastern. You know my, what my
0: dad had it's in his like, vinyl collection?
1: Let me guess. Three guesses. Uh, the Ron Kovic
0: solo album. <laughs> That's close. <laughs> that is close. Ron what? Kovic <laughs> is the 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 person who Tom Cruise played in the Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> very close. Honestly, very close. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell I'm you. I'm not even gonna. I'm pretty sure it was a Bobby Sands spoken word album, the IRA Hunger Striker. And it said that it was recorded in the concentration camp, which is what they called, the, you know, the prison where the, political the prisoners were, were kept in Ireland. So my dad had like basically an IRA album.
1: Well, I wonder if he had a correspondence.
0: I doubt it. Like one would a Gigi He was Allen. a man of
1: letters. After all, I don't
0: know. I didn't. I don't know how much pen pals he I, had.
1: I heard your old man wrote a letter to Orson.
0: <laughs> Orson Bean. Orson Wells. Oh uh, yeah, no, I never heard that. So I like, news to me. That <laughs> he did like, tell me happened. once. <laughs> he did tell me once that like a person he knew was dating Jacqueline Bisset, and that once Jacqueline Bisset like answered the door when he like knocked on a door, and he was like, she was beautiful. And then he had a friend <laughs> named Gary who was friends with like Alan Arkin. <laughs> This is some real serious Weird uh, name dropping Yeah so I mean
1: Well that's what life is Just one big name drop
0: Life is one big name drop And you know death is one big check drop You know what I'm saying (laughs) Who's paying
1: (laughs) I heard it's just a door that goes into another door
0: (laughs) The doors of perception Hey Morrison (laughs) That was like a big part of the movie The doors Come on, Morrison. <laughs> All right. Well, come back. Give tell us some more movies well, from this.
1: We've just had a lot.
0: We've said a lot. Maybe too much. No, there's no such thing as saying too much. No matter. Well, yeah, what let's get a Michael let's Steich let's says. get a part
1: two on this thank piece you. and um, thank you. <laughs> maybe do a sort of a cross segue into eighties uh, video games. Oh and, yeah, um, I'm always
0: up for talking about Defender. Defender. Galaga, Galaxian, uh Gradius Gauntlet. What? Gradius, Metal Gear. Gradius, Metal Gear, Super R type. Yeah, Ghosts and Goblins, eh? Uh,
1: Metroid, obviously.
0: Samus, Return of San, uh, Return of Ganon. Did you and, ever play
1: Karnov?
0: Of course, I played Karnov. You know that game. They had Carnov. How great was the, Karnov? They had Karnov at the play the convenience store by my house. You know that was how it was where I grew up. I don't know about where you grew up. Where like the variety convenience stores, bodegas, whatever you call them, uh, the ones around your house, the hit, one hit you man. like, you like pinpointed the ones that Listen had to a this. video game, or sometimes two video games. Across the street
1: from my house was a Hasty Market. Mm. You remember Hasty Market? still around. I don't don't see them around, but um, I remember one day going up in there, and who was standing outside of the Hasty Market? None other than Corey Haim, (laughs) kicking it, Thornhill style. Yeah. And that was when the Lime Rickies was just, (laughs) anyway, I digress. I love a good
0: Lime Rickies, but we'll have to talk about Corey. We'll have to talk about Lime Rickies next time. Thank you very much for listening. This is AL Senior. Next <laughs> yeah. to me. Thank you AL.
1: Hey man, thanks for having me here. This is um this is the goods.
0: This is the goods. Good's night.